from app.com, it's time to talk college hoops in the Garden State. Welcome to Jersey Jump Shot. That's right, it's time for Jersey Jump Shot. We're talking college hoops in the Garden State, and March Madness is upon us. The NCAA tournament field has been revealed, and New Jersey is sending three representatives to the big dance. An exciting time here in the Garden State for basketball. Seton Hall, they're an 8 seed. They'll take on TCU. Rutgers, they're an 11 seed. They'll play a first four game against Notre Dame. The winner of that game goes on to take on Alabama. And St. Peter's with a chance to put their school on the map, a huge upset opportunity against the Goliath, that is the Kentucky Wildcats, a 15-verse-2 seed. But we're so excited to kick off the NCAA tournament. We have a huge show planned for you today. Ryan Ross here with Jerry Carino, Steve Edelson, Chris Eisman, our NorthJersey.com sports betting analyst, Albert Bainbridge. He'll join us in just a few moments to go over the tournament with us. But guys, as we begin the show here at the top, the field of 68 has been revealed. Uh, certainly an exciting time. The first four games will get kicked off in just a couple days. And then, of course, Thursday, the the first wave of games. One of the best sports days on the calendar. Right around noon, you just have game after game tipping off. It is a great time to be a college hoops fan, especially here in New Jersey, Jerry, as New Jersey has three schools represented in the NCAA tournament. This is a historic moment for, for Garden State College basketball. It has been 18 years since three New Jersey Division I men's basketball teams have participated in March Madness. 2004 was the last time. The last time the two high majors in the state, Seton Hall and Rutgers, participated in the same big dance was 1991. So we're talking about 31 years since the, since we've had this much hype for an NCAA tournament. And you know what? It's great. I mean, it's about time. New Jersey, for a long time, you know, Governor Murphy pointed this out to me. I reached out to Governor Murphy because I know he's a big hoops guy. Whatever you think of his politics, the guy does like college basketball. I've seen him in a bunch of games this year. Steve saw him in Atlantic City for Monmouth. And I he, he put it best. He said that it's about time after years of watching you know, the, the NCAA tournament, seeing our players play elsewhere, star at Kentucky and Duke and all these other places. It's about time we have our own teams to, to root for and to write about and to talk about. So, yes, it's a great moment yesterday. And now the question becomes, can, can one of the schools in New Jersey, Rutgers, Seton Hall, St. Peter's, can they produce one shining moment? That's what's going to be fun. There's a lot of good stories going into this, but can they do it on the big stage? And that is what we're going to be all wrapped up in over the next few days. And Steve, as you look at this tournament, as you look at the three New Jersey representatives, what stands out to you? As Jerry said, it's it's history being made here for college hoops in New Jersey. What catches your attention about this? What catches my attention is I think Rutgers has a pretty nice draw here. And I say, and listen, if if, if Rutgers season ends with a one-and-done in the Big Ten tournament and a one-and-done in the playing game, that's going to be, honestly, a pretty disappointing end to the season for them. But I think they can take care of Notre Dame. And honestly, to have Alabama waiting for you in the next round, yeah, I, th- I think they can get by that game. Now, again, you got Texas Tech after that. But 
I think Rutgers could actually advance in this tournament in the first round of the tournament, even beyond the Notre Dame game. Alabama um, is Rutgers on steroids, Steve. If you look at who they've beaten, they have some humongous wins. They have some puzzling losses. They've been up and down like a yo-yo. Yep. You just don't know which team is going to show up. So in a way, it is a mirror image type game. If it happens, of course, Rutgers has more business at hand first. Right. And listen, I mean, Seton Hall, we can get into into that draw over there. But I mean, again, these are these are the, the sins of the past catch up with you on on Selection Sunday. And, you know, you don't get the seven, the seven seed. You get in that eight, nine game. That's a tough game. You know, and then you got the one seed waiting for you in the next round. So um, and again, uh, and, and you look at St. Peter's, let's face it, David versus Goliath. But you gotta love Shaheen Holloway's attitude. So I, I really am looking forward to all of the games. I, I think it's gonna be great. That's why they play the games. You never know. And and St. Peter's will certainly get their shot at number two, Kentucky. Chris, we'll get uh, your opinion on the draw. Obviously, you've been following Rutgers, what it means for them to to get into this tournament as an eleven seed with a play-in game against Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. So uh we were at the watch party. Uh it was, you know, me, Jerry, and 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 Steve were all there and Listen, going into it, you know, Rutgers had a net of 77. No team that with a net ranking that low had ever received an at-large bid to the tournament. They were firmly on the bubble. It was kind of a weird feeling yesterday at the start of the watch party because nobody really knew which way things were going to go. And But Rutgers was confident that it was going to get in. It was very hopeful. Um, and obviously, you know, it was pretty quick that uh, they saw their name pop up on the screen and heard, heard their name called that they were going. So, listen, I, I like this draw for Rutgers. I, I agree with what you guys were saying. I think that they have a really, really good shot at, at at beating Notre Dame and, and going on to uh, to play Alabama in San Diego. Um, but certainly, you know, it was – I think it was, you know, for them a little nerve-wracking at the start of the show, but then they kind of got – were able to get rid of those nerves pretty quickly as their names were called early. So I think it's definitely going to be an interesting draw, but I, I do like their chances against uh, Notre Dame. I, I, I got to give Steve Peichel credit for having a watch party that could have gone really wrong, like wrong in the sense of it could have been a, a sad, you know, really uh, depressing, defeated moment for the whole program. And I got the sense yesterday that his players did not want that thing. Like they did not want all those people and cameras and media members and hangers on. They didn't want all those people there. Like good for Steve. I mean, that's, I asked Joe Baker, like, did he talk to you about this? And he's like, no, he just basically told us he was, we were doing it. So give Steve credit. He was confident. His faith was rewarded. And also he's trying to capitalize and get as much publicity for his program as he can. So I give him credit. And, it, you know, it was a great moment. It wound up being a really good, interesting moment for Rutgers. Uh, and that's what it's all about, right? It, it was a community thing. And what, Ruck, what this group of Rutgers players has, has done is really it, to create a Rutgers basketball community. So it was perfectly appropriate. I almost think it was like a celebration, like of, of no matter what was going to happen, I think Pykel was just really proud of what this team has gone through. These seniors have gone through these last couple of years. And I think it was just kind of his way of showing their appreciation and celebration, regardless of what happened last night during the selection show. It was just kind of a way to, you know, to, to really show these guys some, some, some love and, and appreciation. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I loved that, that answer from Steve Peichel that he, re, you know, listen, COVID robbed these kids the last two years. And now he's trying to give them every advantage, you know, to get out there and take advantage of everything that's going on. And you, Jerry, you, you mentioned, you know, great publicity for the program. And let's face it, in the world of the transfer portal, getting your team out on that national stage, and maybe advancing in the tournament, and who knows, maybe getting to a sweet 16. That's huge 
these days. You know, kids all over see that. And as you're trying to not only just recruiting, but getting kids in the transfer portal, that's important. And so these are important, important weeks for these teams. Now, contra- let's contrast the, that situation to Seton Hall situation in a lot of ways. So Rutgers has his, all these cameras, all this media, all these people. Kevin Willard has his team over his house. And then with nobody else there, you know, his team and his staff, a couple support people. And then he, he does a Zoom with reporters. You know, it's like 10 minutes, no, no players interviewed. We'll see them. We'll see them tomorrow uh, after pr- at practice. But, but uh, very low-key, complete opposite approach. Uh, and uh, Seton Hall's got a – they have a tough task. I mean, they've gotten a lot of rough breaks over the years in the draw now. Now, they did – you know, they did deserve an eight seed. I think that was fair. But should they have been – should they have been ranked behind North Carolina, which also was an eight seed? No way. North Carolina had two quad one wins. Seton Hall had six. Now that matters where they rank them among the eight seeds because that's the difference between, you know, having to go to San Diego to play Arizona and maybe staying east or, you know, playing in Fort Worth uh, against, you know, a a Kansas or a Baylor. Not that that's a whole lot easier in the second round, but Seton Hall is a tough first round game. TCU is a lot like them. Jamie Dixon is a terrific coach. He's a big East guy. There's going to be blood drawn in that game. It's going to be super physical. And, you know, Seton Hall's going across the country, which they've done a lot. And then you have Arizona probably waiting on the other end, which is a legitimate national title contender. Tough draw. Seton Hall kind of goes under the radar. There's been, you know, Rutgers has absorbed a lot of the publicity for the for their the, the wild nature of their season. It's a state university, too. Um, and like I said, they've embraced a lot of the publicity. Seton Hall flies under the radar. Uh, but if Seton Hall, if – they can beat TCU. I think they can. I think they're a little better. If they can beat TCU, they will have a chance to send an earthquake through the NCAA tournament. One seeds don't lose often. It's going to be a road game with Arizona fans all over the place. They will have a chance to send an earthquake through the NCAA tournament at against Arizona in the second round. So that could be their moment, but it is a lot to ask. Well, and let's face it, Kevin Willard has done an amazing job with this team, mixing and matching the different parts, losing guys, losing Bryce Aiken. Uh, to have this team even in this position is is pretty amazing. And, you know, I just wouldn't put it past him and this team to make a little noise in this tournament. I think it would be fitting. Yeah, so, they're gonna need, they're gonna need some help from Arizona to do that. Like Arizona's gonna if Arizona brings their A game, Arizona's gonna win. But you don't know. I mean, Arizona's got, got players who haven't played in the tournament. They have a first year head coach. You know, Seton Hall's pretty grizzled group. They're an old group. Uh, Kevin Willard has done this drill a lot, so you you just don't know. And that's the whole. I think going stepping back, that's the larger point is you just get get into the tournament for Seton Hall and Rutgers. That should be the bar of success. Yes, you want to hang banners, but the the measuring stick, the barometer should be this, seeing your name in the bracket on Selection Sunday, and that is what happened here. And I think for fans of both schools, alumni of both schools, people who care about New Jersey basketball, that is something to be really excited about. You get to pencil them into your bracket over the next couple days. Absolutely. And if Rutgers is able to get past Notre Dame in that playing game, it's a it's all of a sudden it's a New Jersey party out in Southern California with Seton Hall and Rutgers both scheduled to play out 
in San Diego. So that would certainly be a, a fun atmosphere to have New Jersey kind of taking over San Diego for those two games. Uh, we will, of course, have much more on the NCAA tournament. We'll have some predictions for not only our Jersey schools, but some upset picks. We'll announce our final four predictions as well later on in the show. But before we get to that, we're going to welcome in Albert Bainbridge. Albert is the new sports betting analyst for NorthJersey.com. He's here to talk the NCAA tournament with us. Albert, how are you doing? Thanks for joining the show. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. It's very nice to meet you guys. It's a pleasure to be on the show. I can't wait to get for the tournament to get started these next few days. Before we get into it, just give us a little bit of your background, how you got involved in sports betting, and uh, obviously it extends beyond basketball, but just your background. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, you know, just like anybody else, you know, growing up, especially in like high school, you know, was really big into the fantasy sports aspect as that continued to grow and grow throughout these past few years. And then, you know, in the most recent few years, as sports betting's uh, become legal in the state of New Jersey for the past few years now, I started to garner a little interest in it. And then, I, you know, at first it was just like, you know, seeing what it's all about, getting to learn about it. And then, you know, just recently it's been like, okay, let's start doing some research, start diving into it, seeing, you know, what advantages you can take, you can take if, with, you know, with the amount of research you do, you know, the more you're informed with it, you know, obviously the better. So um, obviously as I've just been more informed about it, I just kept going and going and doing more research. And then once I found this opportunity, I was like, you know, this is a, this is a must for me. So I was like, you know, it's definitely a field I'm interested in. And I want to explore. And I, Honestly, I feel like it's only starting, obviously, you know, it's ever, of course, it's been around in New Jersey for a few years now, but, you know, the list of states each year just continues to grow and grow. I think it's, I think we're almost at like 25 or almost 30 states right now in the country are legalized in sports betting. So I feel like the market's only going to explode and keep, keep growing as the years go on. So yeah, it's a great opportunity. I'm very uh, excited to get going. So absolutely growing around the country and of course mm -hmm. here in new jersey so uh before we get into it give him a follow at bert underscore bainbridge on twitter uh as you look at this bracket albert uh what stands out to you from a sports betting angle yeah so it's really obviously you know uh gonzaga obviously is the uh, huge favorite here of course to take it all but um you know obviously you never know with march Ob obviously there's always craziness there's always madness of course that goes on during this uh, tournament, but yeah, obviously there's some great value there. Um, honestly, maybe my, one of my, um, one of my long shots here to um, take it all as of now. I mean, I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but one of my favorites, I think, and that just watching the big 10 tournament, as you guys have been talking about Rutgers and whatnot, the Iowa Hawkeyes at plus 3000, I think to, to take the title is obviously a nice, um, a nice long shot there. You know, they just took the big 10 title a few days, just literally yesterday. So um, I really like them as one of my long shots to go to. That's, that's my look. Uh, that's my look at, it. and I think they got a nice draw too of um, of where they're at. So the Iowa Hawkeyes, I think, is definitely a team to keep keep an eye on as this tournament starts and uh, see how far they can progress. So the Hawkeyes, that's that's my long shot for me. And any underdogs, any matchups in, in the first round that especially <laughs> stand out for you? People love those Cinderella teams, yeah. and they always look for uh, you know the new team to root for that's this March as an underdog. Any of these first round matchups that really have your attention? Yeah, definitely. So, of course, you know, there's always going to be at least one upset in, you know, that 413, that sweet spot, 413, 512. Um, a few that stick out, um, Virginia Tech, you know, they just made that run in the ACC tournament. I really like them. They're the 11th seed. They're, uh, they're playing the 6th seed. Texas, who's been kind of up and down recently, you know, they haven't been playing their best basketball as of late. So I like Virginia Tech potentially in an upset there in the first round. Uh, but I think my, my go-to one here is, I think, the uh, South Dakota State Jack. <laughs> Jackrabbits, if you're not familiar, I'm pretty sure Adam Vinatieri is uh, 
he was an he that's his alma mater. Um, but I, I like them actually against Providence as we continue with the uh, Big East talk. Providence, you know, they've been they've been good. Obviously, you know, they only have a few losses on the year. But man, in that tournament against the Big East, they just they got crushed against Creighton. Creighton just ran, Creighton ran them out of the building that in that tournament in that game. So I, I don't know in South Dakota State. Um, if I'm looking at it, I think they have they have the longest win streak in the country. I'm pretty sure they have a 15 or 20 game win streak, and they won their conference as well. So I really like the the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I think they up, upset the uh, Friars in the first round. And, and for our New Jersey college basketball fans, uh, Seton Hall, Rutgers, and St. Peter's, obviously can't wager on them in the Garden State. But if you're an alumni living elsewhere mm-hmm. and you want to yeah. put a couple bucks on your alma mater, uh, let's talk about the odds for for Seton Hall, Rutgers, and St. Peter's as you see it, Albert. Yeah, so it's as as a Rutgers guy, I mean, I, I do agree with what you guys were saying. I think they'll be able to get past Notre Dame. Obviously, like you guys were mentioning to Alabama, you know, they're they're not an easy out. You know, they've played, I think, one of the hardest, if not the hardest, schedule uh in the country here in the in the SEC, you know, going against Kentucky, LSU, you know, you name it, they face some pretty good opponents. So I, I think there's a chance they do get out of that first round. Um, I really honestly like that Seton that Seton Hall line against TCU. You know, Seton Hall's, you know, they didn't you know, they lost in the um, Big East against UConn, you know, you know, they had that scare against Georgetown, honestly, that they it, it was close in that first round against Georgetown, but they were able to squeak by and um, fortunately lost to UConn. But um, I, I think they have a great chance against TCU. I'm pretty sure they've lost five. They've only, they're five and eight in their last 13 games. So they're not really doing that well coming into the tournament. So I think, um, I think they'll get by TCU in the first round, but then of course, like you guys were mentioning, they get Arizona in the next round, who's 31 and three, you know, they won the pack 12. So that's a tough draw. So, and then obviously you have St. Peter's who, you know, of course is, you know, they're the Cinderella, they're the 15 against, you know, John Calipari and the two, uh, two seed Kentucky. So that's the toughest one. But if I, if I had to guess, I would say um, just maybe seat hall, I think gets out of it. I, I really do like that matchup against TCU as much as I want to see Rutgers advance, you know, obviously, you know, they play great at Jersey Mike's arena, you know, they're one of the best teams in the country at home, but, you know, going away from home, obviously it has been always the best of um, luck. So if I had to see who's going the farthest, Right now, I would say Seton Hall probably out of, out of that group. Interesting, Bert, that you bring, you bring up the Seton Hall matchup because injuries are going to be impacting that yeah. game. Like, oh yeah, the extra the week off and the extra day is going to help Kadari Richmond's hand. Right. He was not he was hurting during the Big East tournament. I expect him to be close to hundred percent from what it sounds like. Uh, that he's obviously a humongous, enormous, consequential mm-hmm. player for Seton Hall. So I think they will play much better than they did in the Big East tournament for that oh, reason. Yeah. Yeah. And Arizona's point guard is hurt. Um, right. So, like, you know, I think he's going to play, but he hasn't played on a bum ankle, and that mm-hmm. that bears watching too. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think there's a chance that they could, you know, if he's not, if their point guard for um, for Arizona is not healthy and he can't go, or if he's limited in any, you know, any imagine any uh, stretch, that uh, you know, Seton Hall could definitely keep it interesting because you know they've kept they've kept good with they've kept it close with ranked teams, and you know, obviously in their conference they've kept it close with games, even if they lost, even if they didn't end up coming on the top, you know, they have a only a five point loss against UConn, you know, a six point loss against Villanova. So, you know, they're in games. They're not, you know, they're not just getting blown out or anything. So, no, I definitely think that's of course a huge factor as well. Injuries. And I think that time off for, uh, for scene hall will definitely help them as well. Albert, I'll put you on the spot real quick here. Who's your final four. Ooh, final <laughs> four. Okay. Um, well, I, I mean, obviously I think it's hard to go against uh, Gonzaga. Midwest bracket stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's awful. It's actually it's super weak. They didn't do a good job balancing these brackets. Yeah, it's it is a little. I actually feel like I noticed that too. 
Well, that's um, why you you said Iowa. You said you liked Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. I I think I think Iowa could potentially make. They're it. in I the think, Midwest because that bracket's weak. Yeah, that bracket, yeah, for sure. And I think Duke. I think Duke and Coach K's final year. I think that I think they do make it. Um, I think they or you know what they have to go against Gonzaga. So if that that's tough. I would I would definitely go with Gonzaga. I'm gonna go with Gonzaga, Kentucky. Uh, I think Iowa makes. It. I think Kansas might get. You know, Creighton. Creighton's another team. You know. Um, obviously, they had that huge win against um, against the Friars, and that was one of my long shots to win the Big East uh, tournament before uh, before the tournament started. They were plus fifteen hundred. I thought I liked their chances, and you know they were they kept it close with Villanova in that final matchup. So I, I think Creighton could potentially um, get to Kansas if they can make it against San Diego State in that first round. Um, but anyway, sorry. So I'll go to I'll go Iowa, Kentucky. Um, uh, Gonzaga and let me go. And then yeah, this one's just all over the place. And then Vill- I mean, Villanova, I mean, that's tough to go against the Wildcats, especially in March and the magic they've had the past few years. So I'll, I'll go with those four for now, but um, it, I think it's going to be a great tournament. It's definitely going to be a fun one to watch. You know, like you, like you said, Jerry, the brackets are kind of all over the place. It's, you know, it's, it is a little out there with how, how these teams were seated, but I definitely think it's going to be fun and upsets are going to be all over the place. So. Great stuff, Albert. Of course, yep. give him a follow at Bert underscore Bainbridge, our sports betting analyst from NorthJersey.com, Albert Bainbridge. Thanks so much for stopping by the show awesome. and, and lending us some knowledge here. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Absolutely. Thank you, Albert. And as we look ahead now to these predictions, we heard one there from Albert. Uh, Let's take a look at this bracket once again as we uh, get to the end of the show here. We're going to take a look at these Jersey schools, some upset picks, and our final four. Jerry, go ahead. There's different philosophies. Like, you know, Bird has a philosophy that coming out, teams who are hot off the conference tournaments. I I differ with that. And, you know, I'm not a betting analyst, but I do. I know he sees things I don't see probably, but – I think a lot of these teams wear themselves out in the conference tournament. I wouldn't touch Virginia Tech with a 100-foot pole. I think they're spent. Uh, I think Creighton could be spent. Um, You know, Iowa does have a soft cushion. Otherwise, I would bet against them or I'd go against them. Uh, It's a lot of – the energy these teams exert to win their conference tournament a lot of times blows up in their face in the big dance. And so I'm skeptical of that. Now – that said, you know, like I said, Iowa does have a soft draw. The brackets are not well balanced. Tennessee's grossly underseeded as a three, um, but they, you know, they are they are another red hot team. But uh, so yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. It's it, there's a lot of variables here. All right, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an upset pick. Uh, I, I a lot of first of all, the Big Ten got nine bids. Look, I watch the Big Ten a lot, and are they the best league? They might be. You know, the Big Twelve. Might be, might be better. Uh, the Big Ten certainly is very deep. But the Big Ten had a terrible showing in last year's tournament. I do think their Ken Palm inflates them a little bit for whatever reason. Uh, and you know, I, I'm, I'm skeptical of Illinois. I saw them just quit at Rutgers uh, last month. So Chattanooga is going to be a trendy pick. But the team I'm really concerned about in the Big Ten is Wisconsin, who looks like they're running on fumes. Uh, Johnny Davis just looks like he's hurt. He's been battling injuries. All-American guard. So Chattanooga is going to be a trendy pick against Illinois. Uh, I, don't, I think it's possible that Wisconsin gets picked off by Colgate. Colgate's a good – I mean, they're a low major. They're a tough low major. Tucker Richardson is a guard on that team who's from New Jersey. He's from Hunterdon County. He's had a terrific career. He's played in a lot of big games. Uh, Colgate's got experience. They have a very good coach. I could see Colgate taking down Wisconsin. That's a 14-3 game. It wouldn't shock me if that – 
So I'm going to go with that as my upset with Illinois Chattanooga. I think the Big Ten is going to take – one of the Redwoods is going to fall in this first round. Steve, how about you when you look at this? Uh, what are some of the matchups that stand out to you? Well, you talk about a Redwood, a Big Ten Redwood going down. How about Yale over Purdue? I really like Yale. I like the Ivy League. I think it was a really underrated league this year. Um, but anyway, there's one upset. Um, as as I look at the brackets here, you know, I I, I agree with Jerry. I think the, the the teams that did really well in their conference tournament, like Virginia Tech, like I have no confidence in Virginia Tech, you know, now that they, they've gone on that kind of a run. None, it, none. It, you know, it, it's, it's very tough. Um, but as I look at the bracket, there's a few things I'm really looking forward to. I'll tell you what I would really like to see is a UConn-Gonzaga Sweet 16. I think that would be a tremendous game. Um, I, I, I think UConn is a team that could make a little headway in this tournament. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, UConn is very, they have all the pieces to advance. Yeah. I, I think that, that as I look down the brackets, that's one thing that really st- stuck out at me is, is that is a potential game that people could really get behind. Um, again, I, I agree with Jerry on, on the South Dakota state. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to see here. I had a couple other. Well, ones. I'm not the South Dakota State guy. Oh, that, was Bert, that was that was I think Providence is going to win because I think I think Providence knows that they're going to go in desperate. They're embarrassed by what happened in the Big East tournament. They know that their season. Everyone's going to basically say "told you so" if they lose this game. I see an all-out effort from Providence with a huge amount of their fans in the stands in Buffalo. I I do. I don't know how far Providence is going to go, but I do. I do like them defying the trendy upset here. It's just one one guy's take. And I did vote for Ed Cooley for National Coach of the Year with the Associated <laughs> Press. Yeah. Um, so those, I think those would be my upsets if we're looking for that right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chris, how about you? Anything uh, in terms of upsets that stands out to you? No one has mentioned the Catamounts of Vermont over <laughs> Arkansas. That, I'm, that's my upset in the first round. I, I like Vermont. That's a good more. one. That's a good one. I'm going with them. They shoot the ball well. They're, they're very, very good on the defensive glass. I like, I like Vermont in this one. Nice choice, John Becker. Terrific coach. That's a very good observation, Chris. I'm, I, I should have mentioned them. Thank you for bringing it up. Yes, I could totally see that. Uh, I like. I, I agree with first and foremost uh, both Tennessee and UConn. I think that they were they were given bad seeds. I think Tennessee should have been a two, and I think UConn plays better than the five seed that they are. Uh, I also like a second round matchup: Gonzaga and Boise State. Uh, I don't think Boise State will win, but I think that will be a great game. I think they'll give them a little bit of trouble. Uh, more or less a neutral court uh, game there in Portland with Boise and Gonzaga traveling eh, about the same distance or so to take uh, take on each other in that second round game. The one upset pick that I do like, though, uh, Jerry mentioned them before, Illinois. Uh, Chattanooga, the 13 seed over Illinois. Uh, they're a team that plays much larger than the mid-major that they are. They have some great size. And Illinois, they've been a little out of sorts as of late. So that's my upset pick there. Chattanooga, the fighting Terrell Owens of Chattanooga uh, taking on Illinois. Uh, As for the Final Four, Jerry, who do you see as our Final Four teams? And and before we get to that too, how far do our New Jersey schools advance if they do advance? So I think that Rutgers will win. They will beat Notre Dame. Uh, I think Seton Hall will beat TCU, uh, and you know, I don't think St. Peter's will win, but I can see them putting up a respectable fight against Kentucky. I just I can't pick Seton Hall over over Arizona. It's just too much of a leap of faith, uh, and 
I could see Rutgers beating Alabama. It really depends on which Alabama team shows up. I got to see how Rutgers looks against Notre Dame. But I, you know, then then you have Texas Tech as a likely round of thirty-two opponent, which is the best defensive team in the country. So I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get a team into the second weekend from New Jersey. I could definitely see, uh, I could see Rutgers and Seton Hall both playing in the round of thirty-two, which would be a successful year for both programs for sure. Looking at my final four, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I'd like Villanova. I want to echo that, uh, that Villanova. They just and they just don't make mistakes, you know. They have who I think is the best point guard in the country, and Colin Gillespie. Uh, so I'm I'm going with Villanova out of the South uh, in the uh, in the East. Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Purdue. I I think Purdue is the best. They're the best. They have the highest ceiling of the Big Ten teams that I've watched all year. They have depth. They have a big time point guard. They have size. I'm gonna go with Purdue to carry the Big Ten's flag. I'm not going to go against Gonzaga. I'm going to roll with Gonzaga, consensus pick. I'm not sold on Duke. Uh, the Coach K retirement tour is going to end short of the Final Four. I don't know what's going on in that stinky Midwest bracket. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, they really, really throw throw it against the wind. Someone, some big-time sleeper could come out of there. Maybe it's Iowa. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's Providence. Maybe it's San Diego State. You know, someone from the Mountain West, a league that's been really good. Oh, man, I just I guess I'll just go with Kansas. I mean, I, you know, they did they they did win the best what I think is the best league, which is the Big 12. So, I guess I'm going with Kansas. So, it's not really too crazy a 1-1, 2 and 3, but that would be my final four. And uh I do think Gonzaga takes the takes the championship this year. I think they're going to finally break through. Yeah, I agree, Jerry. I think you know, first and foremost, a round of 32 appearance for both Seton Hall and Rutgers, I think is possible. I think at least one of them gets there. Uh, as for St. Peter's, I think they keep it respectable. Uh, you know, they're not going to win that game. That's that's a tough game against uh, one of the best teams, one of the best players on the best teams in Oscar Shibway on Kentucky. Uh, that's a tall order for the Peacocks, but I think they do show that they belong at least uh, on the same floor as a team like Kentucky. Uh, as for my final four, I'll go Gonzaga as well out of the West. Out of the East, I do like Kentucky. I think when you have one of the, if not the best player in college basketball, that counts for a lot. Uh, so I like Kentucky, the two seed out of the East. Out of the South, I do like Villanova as well. I could also see Tennessee making a run. So just for, you know, just to make it fun, I'll say Tennessee comes out of the South. Uh, so that's a three seed there. And the Midwest, like you kind of said, Jerry, it's it's Kansas by default. That's kind of a weird bracket there. But winning, like you said, one of the best conferences in college basketball certainly counts for something. And Kansas, no stranger to this as well. So give me Gonzaga, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, and Tennessee. And I will say Kentucky is your national champion. Steve, what do you think? Well, I got burned last year picking against Gonzaga. I'm not going to do that again. So I'm going to take Gonzaga in the West. Uh, I really like Villanova in the South. Uh, I think I think Kansas in the Midwest, as you said, by default. In the East, I like UCLA. I think UCLA can get by Baylor. Uh, I've seen them a few times. I really like them. Uh, I'm going to go with UCLA to uh, maybe be a little bit of a, a longer shot in the Final Four. Um as for a champion, I'm going to go with Villanova. I, I, I agree with Jerry. I, I just think they are so solid. Gillespie's incredible. Um, 
And Jay Wright, you know, listen, he's shown he know he can do it this time of year. So I'm going to go with Villanova. All right, Chris, how about you? So in terms of Rutgers, I like, as I said earlier, I like them beating Notre Dame. I actually like them beating Alabama. Again, and as Jerry said, too, you don't really know which version of Alabama is going to show up, but you don't know what version of Rutgers is going to show up either. But I do like them beating Alabama. I think Texas Tech uh, would be a very difficult team. Obviously, Texas Tech, the best defensive team in the country. Um, so that'd be tough. To, but I think that Rutgers can get to the round of 32. But in terms of my final four, I'm not going to go against Gonzaga, so I'll take them. I agree with Jerry. I like Purdue a lot. Uh, I think that they're a really deep team they, they, between Zach Eady and Travion Williams and obviously what Jaden Ivey's doing. Um, I think that that's a really good team and, and has the potential to put out a, a run to the final four. And then I like Tennessee and I'll go with Kansas. So write those down because they'll be blown up after the first weekend. Sure, so. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm wondering what next week's show will look like, what storylines we'll have to talk about. If any Jersey schools My survive the weekend, uh, if, if how good our brackets look, we'll have to write down all of our predictions and compare them next week. Cause I'm sure, eh, I don't know how, well, we'll do. But that's why they play the games. You never know. That's just the beauty of March Madness. Every single team in this tournament has a shot to win it. That's the way it goes. And we're certainly looking forward to the best week of college basketball on the entire calendar. Thank you so much for listening to Jersey Jump Shot. Thanks again to Albert Bainbridge, our sports betting analyst, for stopping by the show. Give him a follow on Twitter. Of course, read everything that Steve, Jerry, Chris, and Albert are writing for NorthJersey.com and APP.com. Continue to listen to us because things are really starting to get fun. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. Enjoy all of the games, and we will be back next week to break it all down for you. Thanks for listening to Jersey Jump Shot. Jersey Jump Shot is a production of the Asbury Park Press and USA Today Network. Subscribe at app.com.